Hello, this is Christy Kendall with the Align Yourself to Success podcast. And around here, our passion and purpose is to empower entrepreneurs to extraordinary profit through highest level transformation. When you begin with your mind and alignment, you are limitless and you are powerful. And today we have with us Kersha in motion. Welcome. Hey, Christy. Thank you. So happy to be here with you. Yes. So you inspire high achieving women with ADHD to be consistent with their fitness and wellness habits in a way that works with their neurology and not against it. So I'm right. so excited to talk about this today. Oh, I'm excited to proceed. And you know, we, we wanted to do this some time ago, but I think the timing is just so perfect. I think that after October ADHD Awareness Month has passed, you might find that persons are talking less about ADHD and about its impact on women and mental health. But now is a good time to bring the topic back up again. Yes, that's definitely a topic that's in the forefront of my mind on a daily basis as somebody with that. So I resonate a lot with you and your work and what you do. So share with us how you got here to be working with and inspiring high achieving women with ADHD. Well, you know, Chrissy, they do tell you all the time that, that your clients tend to be, tend to be you. I discovered that I also had ADHD at the start of the pandemic in early 2020. And funny enough, it was shortly after my son was also diagnosed that January. So for us, it was a complete, a complete uh, a drain because here we were isolated. We were living in New Orleans at the time with no family around us. And all of the structures that I had up to this point to be able to cope with my ADHD symptoms, they were all gone. I didn't have anywhere to go on a morning. I didn't have any friends to go look, uh, you know, to go look for anything like that. So then I started to realize that I needed help. And as I began to discover and to research and to get my diagnosis, I realized that a big part of managing my ADHD symptoms were my wellness habits that I had before the pandemic that had now completely shut down. So then I decided to get trained as well as an integrative health practitioner. And that also took me down a different journey because I had to rebalance my body, boost up my hormones, uh, boost my supplements and all of that to help my body recover from the stress that I had put it under during that time as well. But I was also doing coaching for women, but in general, like general uh, weight loss coaching, general life and uh, stress management coaching. Then earlier this year, after moving back home and starting to be more of an advocate for ADHD and starting to, uh, you know, have to support my son here more because it's, it's very different when we, where we are back now in Trinidad, I realized that I wanted to serve women like me. I, was, I felt a very strong pull to helping women with ADHD. And Chrissy, if I'm, you know, being honest with you, that was a, that was a big, big deal for me. It, it, it took a pause because I had to stop. I had a lot of insecurity about it. I had a lot of anxiety um, thinking to myself, like, who are, who are you, Kusha? Like, who are you to say that you're about to help women with ADHD with their fitness and wellness? And so it took me a while. It took me a couple of months to really sit with it. But then I guess it was really like a whole, you know, a real metamorphosis for me because as I came out of that, I came out uh, more confident about it. I came out seeing the strengths and the value that we have when we're, we're sleeping well and we're taking good care of ourselves. And then I, and I wrote a book. <laughs> uh, 
I wrote a book chapter on it. And so it's, it's been a turning point for sure. But uh, as, you know, as, as we have to learn, we have to grow and we really have to embrace, embrace all that we're called here to do. Yeah, and I haven't ever, until I met you, met somebody who's actually working with women specifically with ADHD. It's not something that there's a lot of information about. I mean, it's, it's getting better, but, you know, I was 36 years old before I was diagnosed. And even after that, there was one book I read. There was no information. There was no knowledge. I just had to figure things out for myself, which I didn't do a great job of, because um, you just don't know you know, when there's that lack of information. You're right. You're right. There's not a lot of information about ADHD per se, but there are some really good books, but then you have to, you have to read all of them. And a lot of them are designed for children. That's the first thing. Then yeah. a lot of them focus on, on men. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of them as well talk about just general ADHD and life strategies and, and how to manage it overall. But to focus on ADHD and your fitness and your wellness and how it specifically affects women. I found that I was pulling information from various places and then, you know, experimenting with myself, you know, learning from my integrative health practitioner certification, et cetera. So I was doing a lot of work in bringing all of it together. So yeah, you're right. It, it just doesn't, it just doesn't exist all in one place. You do have to, um, you know, put it all together. I was diagnosed at 38. Now at uh, at forty, I'm glad it it changed my life, and now I get to help other women do that too. Yeah, and you're closing the gap on a lot of that. You know, you wrote your book, you have this coaching program, you're getting information out there, you're getting content out there, really helping women, and even just one one educational piece can change somebody's life. You know, one awareness or one like, oh, that makes sense. Or that brings it all the way around, you know, for me can be so impactful. That's the best part about it, right? When, when we, when we can move past our issues, like, you know, what, you know, what we think are all the obstacles and the blockages, what gets me to keep posting and to keep sharing and what made me finish write that book chapter was that if this could help somebody, then my living would not have been in vain. Yes, it sounds cliche and the song is old and all of that, but it literally was what got me through with that. That you know, the book chapter, it's called Grace, Grace, Grit and Greatness. But it's really about that. It's about giving ourselves grace, accepting grace, and being gritty about working towards our definition of greatness. So while you might think that, you know, it's it's standard or, you know, ADHD is is fairly well understood as a disorder that's been around for a long time, how that relates to us as women and how we move towards our success and how we balance our lives. That's, that's the real challenge for us. And I'm glad to be a part of that. I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm honored. I'm pleased. <laughs> all those, all those big adjectives you know, yes. to be able to mentor and inspire. Yeah. Well, all of us high achieving women with ADHD are grateful for that too. And I'm going to pull a card. We got yeah. a little a little off track here. So I'm going to go back to this. I'm going to pull a card and we don't know what the card says, but it's going to ask a question. Oh, this is perfect. What are three things you wish for your clients? Yeah. Oh, Chrissy, that's a good one. Okay. So let me, I know one immediately 
So what I would wish for them, that in addition to the amazing things that they're accomplishing with their business and their careers, that they have good sleep so that they can wake up in the morning. <laughs> oh, yes. You <laughs> made a grandpa wish. <laughs> Right, because you know, you know, my program is called the Sweat System. So, so the, my whole, you know, my whole system, my whole method that I work with everything is called the Sweat System, and it's it's more than just an you know an analogy. It's you know an acronym. It's a way of life. So it's sleep, water, eating, activity, thoughts. And if I had one wish, I would wish for my clients to be able to sleep well, to be able to fall asleep easily, stay asleep, and wake up rested, excited, and energized about the day ahead. That's one. The second thing that I would wish for them would be for them to give themselves grace. So often we think that it's an all or nothing. Like if we can't meal prep seven times three meals for the week, then we're not going to do it at all. We think that if we can't go to the gym and do a one hour workout with hits and weights, that we're not going to bother to do it at all. I wish for them that they would allow themselves to just progress, to start, to do one thing today. And then another thing next week. So, you know, I'm a, a mathematician, an engineer, Chrissy. So I think of it like this, that if you are at one today, at, you know, one, the whole number one, and you make a very small change, let's call it 0 0.01. One times 0 0.01 is more than where you are now. So therefore, it makes sense to do 0 0.01, even though it might seem like it's so very, very small. But if you did zero, one plus zero is still one, you would have made no growth, no improvement. So no matter how small it is, I wish that my clients would give themselves grace to be able to do the little things today to make big progress tomorrow. And then the last thing I wish would be that they come up with their own definitions of greatness. Like, it, like you don't have to want to have a six pack. You don't want, need to want to have a four pack. You don't need to want to be 120 pounds. Like you're 40 years old and maybe your biggest wellness goal is just to be able to climb 10 flights of stairs or maybe you want to be able to run 5k's or maybe you want to go on long hikes with your son you know, it's your definition of fitness or wellness for you not what someone else tells you or what society tells you should look like and be like and do like if you want to eat ice cream ever so often okay well let's see how we <laughs> Let's see how we make that happen for you, given any food sensitivities and any other, you know, health conditions you may be managing. But yeah, I would like them to be able to decide what greatness looks like to them. That would be the third thing. So it would be the first one was to um, to give themselves. Well, the second one was to give themselves grace. The last one was to decide on their level of greatness, and then the first one was that they get good sleep, great sleep. Yeah, I like that. We will. Um... We appreciate those wishes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fairy godmother, but uh, yeah, I, I, I try. <laughs> and that's, that's the point of it, right? Uh, the sweat system is about that. It's about not so much having this discrete um, all or nothing. The funny thing about it, Chrissy, is that I have a dance and fitness wear store, and the fitness wear used to be called, uh, it used to be called Rocket Fitness. And I changed it to be sweat as well, because even for fitness wear, I didn't want women thinking that you can't wear this um, gorgeous, sexy, stylish bodysuit because you're still trying to get rid of some love handles. Absolutely not. You, you deserve to be in the, the fitness wear that's amazing and looks great on you right now. 
And in the same way, you deserve to be taking great care of yourself. You deserve great sleep. You deserve to be able to go on nice long walks. You deserve balance with the great things you're doing in your business and career, as well as have balance within your, in your health. Absolutely. You deserve that. I love that. So let's talk about some of the things. Let's educate. What, tell us about PTSD and how it does affect us and why is sleep such a focus in your courses? So, um, let me talk a bit about it from the, the science perspective as well, too. So I'm not a, a therapist. So I'm an, a health practitioner, so I, I don't want to talk too much about it from trauma. But let's look, for example, for women with ADHD, where so many of us struggle with rejection, sensitivity, dysphoria, for example, and emotional regulation. So for us, sleep is extremely important. What sleep helps to do is to balance our central nervous system. It's a big part of it, because as we sleep, our natural diurnal rhythm gets reset. A lot of people think that, well, I am a night owl, and that's normal. That is, you know, that may not necessarily be true, and it's I have not yet met a client who remained a night owl after practicing good sleep hygiene and improving her all-around life, right? So what sleep helps to do is to balance that out. And then as our nervous system, our central nervous system begins to calm down, you find that we're now, you know, it's easier for us to be able to respond to emotional waves during the day. It's easier for us to just look at the facts and not have the exponential response to perceive rejection during the day. It's easier for us to take a pause when something happens to just trigger us because with a lot of women aged with ADHD, we can go from zero to 100, full blowout, you know, with, <laughs> with very little provocation, right? So when, we're, when we sleep well, it, it really helps us to be able to manage that. And it really helps us as well to be able to heal. So our brains are going at, you know, a thousand times the rate of a neurotypical brain. So with all of those thoughts, again, you have, you have stress because it's, your brain is just literally thinking so much. So what happens as well when we sleep, sleep also helps to heal from that, that brain work that we are doing. And then that gives our brain time now to rest and to wake up feeling energized, to wake up feeling boosted. Now, sleep, though, isn't just about closing your eyes and going to bed. It isn't just about taking something so that you will knock yourself out. Now, at the beginning, I really do encourage women who are struggling, really struggling, that yes, it's absolutely fine to take something to help you sleep. And we, we will go through various options for that. I prefer you know, not to use melatonin, but there are really good supplements that you, can, that you can use out there that will help your body to rest and also help you to wake up energized. So you start with that. And then, of course, you, know, you work on your, your sleep hygiene. You make sure you're in a comfortable room, that your room is cool at night, that you're you know, distractions you know, you're coming off of your, your laptop and your cell phone in time to be able to give your brain and your body a rest, like signal, hey, body, it's time to sleep. So for us now, as we're sleeping better, you find that you tend to love yourself more. You find that you're waking up ready to start the day. And then you can go through the day with less ups and downs. You can go through the day with less trauma. You can go through the day with less desire to binge. In fact, you find that you want to make better food choices because you know that those food choices will not give you better sleep at night. So it's, it's a cycle. It's like the water cycle. It's like the, you know, so it's a sleep cycle. You go to bed on time, you wake up at the right time for you, you wake up rested so you can finish your day on time again and wake up and repeat. 
yeah, I can attest to the sleep part of it. When I finally get blessed with a night of sleep, it's life is so much better and so wonderful. <laughs> Christy, I didn't start here. I, I, I remember um, at the beginning of this, I would get a call from my partner who'd call me at 11 p.m. and say, go to bed because <laughs> I did not <laughs> want to sleep. Sleep for me was boring. Like, what am I going to do when I'm sleeping? I'd just be lying down there with my eyes closed. Like, I don't want to do that. There's so much to do. I want to stay up and do it all. And, <laughs> and it was so funny when I, you know, when I'd say things like, I don't want to go to sleep. What am I going to do when I'm asleep? Like, sleep. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's a big deal for us. Our brains want to do things and our brains are excited and we want something new. Sleep is repetitive. So therefore for us, we almost have to create the excitement about sleep. We have to create the drive and the reward of going to bed on time and getting a good night's sleep is actually the next day. But then you see with us ADHDers, we have two times, right? We have now and not now. But, and so now, <laughs> now I, I don't want to sleep and I don't want to think about tomorrow, which is not now. Therefore, for us, yeah, we, you know, we, we, do need a, we do need a program and we do need support and we do need the constant reminders, you know, and a whole all-around balance to make sure that we get to bed and, and stay asleep. Yeah, that's, that's funny that you say that about sleep because I noticed that, like, if I'm super tired during the day, I'm like, I just need, if I could just take a 30-minute nap, I would feel so much better. So I'll lay down three seconds in, I'm like jumping off the couch, like, I got it, like, it's so annoying. This okay. is one thing I read yeah, about ADHD that I'm going to talk about the, the reticular activation system of the brain, because this blew my mind. So I'm a mindset coach. And the part of the brain that I really teach is how to understand your unconscious mind, which is, you know, what's really running the show. And then you have your conscious mind, which is what you're aware of. And the in-between is the filter from all the stimuli. And that is, you know, we're picking up millions of bits of information every second but our, we can't handle all that information. So we have this reticular activation system that filters and it filters based on beliefs. and all. So this is all the stuff I teach. But then I learned that people with ADHD, they don't have the reticular activation system. So they're Everything comes all through. the stimuli. <laughs> and so we like all that stimuli, but then it also causes things like agitation, overwhelm, um, you know, and then when you're tired, then it's worse. And then, you know, yeah. you, it's just this massive cycle that you talk about right. so that we blew my mind when right. I, that helped me really understand myself and really be able to say, that's why I don't have a filter. It's all coming through. And that's why ADHD is such a misnomer. Like we don't have a deficit of attention. We have a lot of attention. We're paying attention to everything because everything is coming at us. We have this big, like if you can imagine a circle and the circle had a hundred pieces, we have all 100 coming at us and we don't know how to take three things out of that circle and only focus on those three. So therefore you find that for us, we're in constant overwhelm and constant stress. And the flip side of it is that the way that the body would recover from that stress by sleeping is now hard for us because we can't get to sleep. So it's, it's, it's like this vicious cycle for us, a vicious cycle of being constantly overwhelmed and tired during the day, and then not being able to get rest at night. Then we're waking up the next day where it's even harder. Mm -hmm. And that's why for us, we have to look at it. it. It has to be something that's deliberate, which is perfectly fine. We, 
we have this, you know, this term where you talk about ableism. And I, I like how you, t- you, t- you know, you, you make such a very good scientific reason, you know, justification for how we feel and what we experience. When you see someone, if you were to see someone in a wheelchair, you wouldn't say to them, go run a 5K in 30 minutes. You wouldn't. You wouldn't dream of it because it would be very obvious that the person in a wheelchair cannot run a 5K in 30 minutes. Maybe they could wheel the wheelchair. Maybe they can use crutches, but it's, they have a disability. Yes. Whereas, and it's the same for us. Why are we expecting our bodies and our brains that work harder than usual to do the same things and to be able to manage our fitness and wellness and to get to sleep at night in the same way that we would ask a neurotypical to do it? It just, it just doesn't make sense. We need different support structures. We need the supplements. We need the, the reward system. We need to boost the dopamine in our brains constantly during the day. We need to acknowledge that, that we're different. It's harder for us. And just work with that instead of trying to say, go to sleep and make yourself sleep. No, it's, it's, it's just really not, not that simple at all. Yeah. Yeah. And things like, you know, the normal person can tune out a television when it's in the room and working or they can tune out music. And in my house, we got TV and four rooms and people are on their cell phones and talking and on the computer. And then somebody's like, and I am about to go, you know, when that's going on and I'm like, you guys, we, can we just shut the whole life off and just be in a tiny room with no noise? (laughs) (laughs) Because it's, it's sensory overload. Mm -hmm. Air capacity for sensory overload is, higher or it seems to be higher simply because they have the filter yes because if it's if you have everything going into a bucket for example and all the it's like a hose for us it's a hose coming to into our bucket so we feel the sensory overload long before they do because they have a filter they only have a trickle coming into their sensory bucket because something's filtering it out for them all of the noise and the cell phones and the talking they they have a filter but you know but we don't so we would experience that sensory overload long before they would. And that's again, comes back to our nervous systems. We really do have to calm down our sympathetic nervous system so that we can, we can relax, so that we can, we can be at ease, so that we can, we can be in our best flow, so that we can have the best thoughts, so that we can achieve great things, so that we can be clear thinkers, so that we can balance our emotions. And that's very important. For us to understand, mm-hmm. I'm glad that I'm glad that there's a focus on on balance that we're talking about here, because we're also realizing that if we didn't have that balance, then we wouldn't be able to do the great things that we want to, and that we absolutely have the potential of doing. If we come back to the wheelchair examples, for we can see that a person in the wheelchair probably can't do it. It's just with a different support system. And with the right balance and with the right support and with the right guidance, they can do it. And it's the same for us. With the right balance, with the right guidance and the right support, we can do it too. Even with the sensory overload, if we knew what was overloading us, we can, we can take a step back. We can decide to do things differently. We can decide to go in another room. We can turn off our lights as well. We can lower the volume. We can ask the people in the household with us to you know, just give us a break. <laughs> Yeah, we can. so when we know what we need and we understand our brains, we can advocate for for our environments to work for us. Yeah, understanding yourself. I that's something I'm all about with the work I do, which is you know I don't focus on 
ADHD by any means, but I am very much focused on if you know yourself really, really well, and you just accept yourself, then you work with your strengths. You find support systems for those areas that you're not like so strong in, or that aren't your superpowers. And some of it, you just say, oh, what the fuck? And you let it all go. Mm-hmm. And so I think knowing yourself is powerful in so many areas of our life and just really understanding. You know, uh, Chrissy, my middle name means reflector of light. I think that that is what I, what I want to do as well. Reflect light. So shine light on it. Help women to become more aware and to be able to understand themselves more. Understanding your brain, understanding your body is the key to working with your brain. That's why I say, you know, we are working with your neurology and not against it. But you can't work with it unless you know what it was capable of and what it was, you know, really not so capable of. And I like as well that you talk about superpowers. We have our strengths. ADHD, yes, is classed as a disability. It's classed as a disorder. But it's, it's, like, it's like a powerful car. I was driving an, an Audi R8 earlier this year, so I'll use that example. It's a super, it's a super car. You, you make one turn of the steering wheel and it just, you know, it, it turns. You gently press on the gas and it just goes. <laughs> Thankfully, I was doing this on the German Autobahnen. But it's the same with an ADHD brain. You give it a little bit of a little bit of inspiration, a little bit of motivation, and it just goes. You give it a little bit of novelty and it's ready to just hyper focus and get it done today. That that's a powerful thing. If you if you have ever had a project that was due the next day and that you had not started before, an ADHD brain will sit and <laughs> finish that project and be super creative. And then the next day everybody will be like, Oh my gosh, how did you think of this? wow, you must have been working on this forever. <laughs> yeah. And so that's, a, that's an amazing thing about us. While I do not advocate that we wait until the last minute to do everything, it, it's, just, it's just the way our brains are wired. We can absolutely come up with amazing creative things and be very resourceful in a very short space of time. Mm-hmm. So as we embrace our superpowers, we also acknowledge that, yeah, there are some things that are going to be harder. It may take us longer to start something it may take us longer to to figure things out if we have slow processing speed for example but being able to embrace our strengths and acknowledge where we need help that's the balance that we need to be great yeah yeah so share with us a few tips and strategies that you've discovered will really really help us and then tell us about how we can find how the people, because I know this is going to resonate with so many people, how they can find you and work with you. Okay. Now, let me use the sweat so that will be easy for my brain to keep track of the strategies in my head. Now, sweat is an, analog- an analogy, like I said. So it's sleep, water, eating, activity, thoughts. So let me go through each one. So let's start with sleep. We've talked a lot about it on the call, but one of the things that will really help with being able to sleep is to make sure that we are giving ourselves a time, setting a reward. So when you go to bed tonight, you're going to reward yourself with X. So one of the things for me that was my big reward was specially scented bath soap that I would look forward to using at night, that where the, where the scent of it would help me to calm down and where I would enjoy it. So the nighttime bath with the, uh, I used to use a kind of jelly, <laughs> kind of jelly uh, soap, that would 
signal to my brain, okay, it's, it's sleep time. This is now the end of the weekday and it's the beginning of your, your night. So setting a trigger or some action that you will look forward to that will trigger your brain into sleep mode, that could be really useful. For some people, it might be writing in a journal. So I do like that as well. That's a really good thing to do at night. And when you write in that journal, if you like art, plan to color, plan to use lots of, lots of media with it. If you want to use pens, you want to use pencils, do all of that and write it all out. And then do something as well that will help you to release the day because we have all these thoughts about the day. And sometimes a lot of those thoughts are overthinking about what we didn't do so well or what people thought about us. So you want to shift some of those thoughts. We want to think instead about what we're thankful for. We want to think instead about the way we did contribute and write down what is fact, what against what might be perception. And so that whole nighttime routine, having that structure, that trigger to set the nighttime routine and then having a nighttime routine that helps our brains to stop thinking and to settle, that will really help us to be able to fall asleep and then to stay asleep. Then let's come to water. <laughs> now, Chrissy, I had so much trouble drinking water the only way that I drink water now is that it's a conscious effort. We have this phrase that we use all the time in engineering where we say what doesn't get measured doesn't get done. So measure the amount of water that you're drinking. <laughs> now, for, some, for those of us with ADHD, we need things to be visual for us. And that's one of the reasons you might find we have a lot of clutter because we like to see things. So put your water where you can see it. If you're gonna so fill it up in the morning, so you measure how much you need to drink, Put the water by your bed, put the water by your desk, put the water in your car, put the water everywhere so that you get this constant visual reminder to stay hydrated. All brains need hydrated, but just imagine that brains that are going at way faster speeds than regular brains, they need to be hydrated even more. Eating. Oh, I can't talk about enough about how important good nutrition is. One of the things that is really important for ADHD brains is omega-3. And you might hear that all the time, but it's true. It really is very true that we need extra doses because we're going so fast, so we need extra recovery. And omega-3s help with that recovery. So you absolutely want to be doing that. It also helps us with mood. We have trouble with mood. We can be very sensitive. We can have, we can, we're often thought of as being moody. Omega-3 is a big help with that. That alone will make a big difference in your day. Activity. I love to dance. And I notice as well that for almost everyone, even if it's not ballet or formal, modern or jazz, everybody in general likes to move. And every woman I have met so far has some favorite song, either from her when she was a teenager or from her early 20s or some period in her life that when she hears that song, she thinks, yes, I'm going to get up and move or dance. So whatever that is for you, get some activity in. It does not have to be an hour at the gym. In fact, you don't need an hour at the gym because your body's already stressed. What you need is just some movement, 10, 15, 20 minutes. Release the all or nothing and just do what you can. So if you can do 15 minutes of walking and dancing, do that 15 minutes of walking and dancing. And hey, you could do it in your nighty or your pajamas, whatever. <laughs> just, you know, it doesn't matter. And then the last one is thoughts. And Chrissy, I know you would resonate with this one because you're a mindset coach, but really to be conscious of, of your thoughts. Be, you know, be aware of the things that are pulling you down and be grateful. Gratitude is talked about so much, but it's not overrated. 
every spiritual principle comes back to gratitude. Whatever group you belong to, it'll tell you, be grateful, give thanks. Achieve high vibration through being to being grateful. And it's true. It really does help. It's almost like it, you know, the studies show that when you, when you are grateful, you can see your brain literally starting, not just to calm, but also to, to vibrate with high energy. So those would be my five, five tips. And yes, they all come from the sweat system. But you know what, Chrissy, those five tips, they're also in dope hits. Dope Hits, that's, uh, that's my free resource. It's on my, it's on my website. It's Dope Hits, healthy, healthy tips for dopamine hits. Because our brains, they run low on dopamine, right? But uh, when, we, when we can give us a boost, give ourselves a boost of dopamine, we're able to prioritize better and settle down and be more motivated to do great things. So to work with me, my website is programs.thesweatsystem.com. I, um, I am so... I'm so honored, really, to just be able to support and inspire women, you know, with ADHD to, to have balance with their lives. So if you go to programs.thesweatsystem.com, you can sign up for Dope Hips. Dope Hips will give you those five tips I just talked about and even more. There are 30 inside of there. And all of them you can do in 10 minutes or less. Then, too, I have my Body Balance Brain Boost Program, which is 12 weeks of, of inspiration and mentoring where you would become consistent with your fitness and wellness habit, habits so that you can do big things and still have balance in your life. It's, it's funny, though. I, I didn't think, Chrissy, that I didn't think, I didn't realize how much greatness is within us. I, I didn't know that at first. Now that I can, and that I've met you and, and others in the community who also have ADD and see the great things we're doing, I'm, I'm a little bit emotional about it. I think that one of the things I want women who work with me to realize is how great we can be. Because sometimes, even though we are doing amazing things in our careers, we still tend to carry the rejection. We still tend to carry all the things that we missed, up, that we missed out on or we messed up with because we will forget things from time to time. And that can pull us down. But I really want us to be able to, to have that balance and to move through life with, with grace, giving grace to ourselves, receiving grace from above and receiving grace from others and really just embracing all of who we are. That would be so exciting. So exciting. I love what you said about women with ADHD and greatness, because when I look at the women who I know have it diagnosed and like officially have it, they are extraordinary women in like and I'm not just saying that because they're my friends, like they do extraordinary things. Their thinking is extraordinary. Their intentions are extraordinary. And as you were talking about that, I was really processing that. And, and I thought, well, you know, with ADHD, everything is, is an extreme. Absolutely. Everything. <laughs> our emotions are extreme. Our feelings are extreme. Our stimuli is extreme. Our desires, everything is extreme. So is our greatness. It is, it is. It's just about balance. So we want to balance the great <laughs> accomplishments that we have with, with, with our health and taking care of ourselves because we can run into burnout. We can run into burnout pretty easily because we're going so fast and because we're doing such great things. You're right. You're right that we're, I'm about to say we're extraordinary. <laughs> and does not feel good to say. It feels so good to say. I was once called, I was once told that I'm so extra. 
but in a derogatory <laughs> way. <laughs> you are so extra, like with a like a, a, a frown. Uh, that has stayed in my mind. And I like how you say that. I'm, next time, though, I'm going to respond and say, I'm not extra. I'm extraordinary. <laughs> That's yes. such a good reframe. You're right. We are extraordinary. And there should really be no shame in saying that we have something that ends with a D because we are doing great things. We really are. We yeah. Are. You know that it's funny that we feel like we have to apologize for saying we're extraordinary. Do you feel that? Like we need to keep apologizing for it. (laughs) (laughs) When when I write my bio and I say I'm an engineer, integrative health practitioner, dancer, and artist, I, I always, you know, I take a little pause. In the beginning, I didn't want to put engineer. In the beginning, I didn't want to put integrative. I just didn't want to put the things that were my accomplishments because I felt what would people think? Why, you know, I need to apologize. But then I realized that, hey, I am creating a community of women who are extraordinary, who have two plus, three plus, four plus, five plus titles and accomplishments. And that's the community we're creating of extraordinary, multi-potential women who are doing great things. And I want to be a part of that. And I want I want women to write down all their list of things that, that they are doing and getting done. Yes, let's, let's stop apologizing for, for being extraordinary. Let's just say I'm extraordinary. And of yeah. course, we're saying it with grace and humility. It's not about boasting at all. Mm-hmm. It, it's not. It's just about acknowledging that we can and we will do great things. And that's mm-hmm. it. And what you said about being called extra. I just did a podcast episode with Marissa. And we were talking about the shadow side and she was told in a derogatory way that she's so ambitious, (laughs) right? So it was the same thing as you being told extra They're they're saying it derogatory. And then we're thinking it's a bad or negative thing. When in fact, when I see her, that's the, one of the greatest things I see about her. Right. And when you say you're so extra, I'm like, but that's what I love about you. So why? (laughs) Right. And, and my, my shadow side was just being told, um, this is one of those moments where you go blank. Um, but I resonated with that, with the things that I've been told. Mm -hmm. Um, but those are such good things about myself. So we need to just, if somebody's saying it's derogatory, we need to, like you said, yeah, I am. I'm extraordinary. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. Yeah. I remember, uh, I was looking for a job and someone said to me, well, what do you want to do? And I said, well, I want a job where I'm doing something with my engineering. And I also want to be communicating. I want to use my art side as well. I also want to work with people. I want to help people change. I also want to make sure that people are okay and that they're safe. And he, and he said to me, you're just all over the place. <laughs> That's interesting. Cause I didn't think that was all over the place. I was like, Oh, you I saw would- the connection immediately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cause in my brain, they're all connected. And there should be something that I should be able to do where they're all connected. And that's what's happening within, within my programs. Guess what? Yeah, yeah. It's absolutely based on science and integrative health, bringing together different modalities of health. I use my controls engineering background and training to make sure that it's systematic. We're measuring inputs and checking the outputs and then circling back with feedback to get the, the, you know, the desired outcome. There's art in there because art therapy hello calming yourself down there's dance and dance movement 
I get to communicate with with people and and with women and and be exciting and and dramatic and energized on calls with them. And of course, absolutely, I get to help them help them to change. I get to inspire them to transform into their best selves. That is that's not all over the place. That's that's multi-purpose. That's mm-hmm. extraordinary. That's a whole person. Yes. And accepting that if I if I, imagine if I didn't accept that, Christy, then I couldn't help women who needed that all of that combination in one to be able to get the change that they want to see in their lives. So we we absolutely need to embrace who we are. All the extraordinary women listening to this podcast, write down it. I am extraordinary and list out all the amazing accomplishments you have and all your talents. Don't leave anyone out. <laughs> like, yeah, be extraordinary. Absolutely. And I loved how in your group, um, somebody was somebody said something funny about an ADHD behavior. And then somebody else was like, yeah, but I love my brain. And then we all start like, talking about the parts of ourselves about these ADHD symptoms that do create the extraordinary person. And then we were laughing about it, but really appreciating that about ourselves. Like, I love that. I wouldn't trade if I had to trade the gift of having it, the benefits of having it, the ability to do things above and beyond and to zone in and do a project from start to finish in a record amount of time time in extraordinary perfection, you know, those <laughs> understanding a person at a different level. And yeah, all this stimuli may overwhelm our systems, but it gives me the ability to feel things that other people can't feel yes. and to pick up on yes. things that other people can't pick up on. And if we really look at the gifts of it, I wouldn't trade my, I wouldn't trade the negative side of it for the positive side ever. Yes, exactly. That's exactly it. When, when you think about it that way, it's, it's so true. Yes, we're we're having a lot going on and yes there's a lot happening but when you can manage your things so yes so we're we do need a little extra time to recover yes so if we can manage to sleep better and if we can manage to give ourselves the right support and and supplements and habits to help our bodies then we're, we're kind of already trading off those negatives because we're, we're supporting ourselves to do that you're absolutely right as well in terms of the extremity of the emotions. Yes, I feel grief and sadness and depression (laughs) painfully. But at the same time, when my son does something amazing or even tiny, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe what you did. And he just looks at me like, mommy, you're so crazy. He also has ADHD, by the way. So he has a big boost of emotion as well. However, though, can you imagine how that feels for a child though? You know, you... He just happens to remember to to take the light off. And I'm celebrating like if he, you know, he won a race or something like that. Because all the emotions are big. And we're celebrating the little things. And it's actually celebrating the little things that gives us inspiration to do the big things. Luckily, you'd probably be part of the reason that we're we're doing such extraordinary things as well. I I do see where it's tough. There's no way that we can say that it is always great there are negatives that's absolutely true but then we have to ask ourselves as well like why are there negatives in this place Um, because i once saw this uh this meme where it said that it's possible that centuries ago or however long it might have been the persons with adhd neurodivergent persons just had different tasks we just had different roles within our communities our tribes 
So for example, I may have been some widely acclaimed warrior princess who could wake up at the crack of dawn because I did go to bed early because I didn't have to do the the cleaning up and cooking whatever that night before. That wasn't for me, right? That I was I was the woman who had to go to bed early and I was waking up the next day excited and fearless and not worried about having to go into battle or not having to worry about whether or not I'd, I would find a day to kill because we don't worry about the risk. We just do. We are so impulsive. We know we have to do something. Uh, everybody else is waiting on us to keep our people safe and everybody else is waiting on us for food. We're absolutely going to do that. We, we love the thrill. We love the pressure. <laughs> like We do best <laughs> under pressure. And then we would go out there and we'd be extraordinary and we'd come back to our community with the, the success of whether it was winning the battle or with the food and everybody would cheer us on, which of course, you know, we would absolutely love. We love that encouragement. We love to make people happy. And then that'd be it for the day. Nobody would be asking us to sit at a desk and do math, even <laughs> though many of us are very good at it. Nobody would be asking us to tidy up. Ah, no, because we just saved the day. And therefore, our brains would have been perfectly suited to what was needed for us to do. The only reason that we're seeing it now as a, as a difference or as a disorder is that the requirements of our society in 2022 are so, just so very different. So yeah, it's, it's really time to celebrate all our differences and all of our superpowers and, and love ourselves for who we are. Yeah, that, that's a really, really good analogy. We need to keep that at the forefront of our minds. Extraordinary. Yeah. Yeah. And setting up a way for us to just use our strengths. So get your support systems, ask for help, set up, set your home up to where you don't have to do those things, whether it's hiring, housekeeping or or help or whatever it might be for you. I have no issue with hiring help. I used to, and I think it does come out of the construct of women so that's a, you know another one of the reasons that the conversation around women with ADHD is so very different than conversations with for men with ADHD the expectations of us are very different we're expected to have a perfectly neat home we're expected to prepare meals we're expected to look amazing and perfect and polished and that's why you find so much masking happening like you see us step out and we're perfectly put together, but the chaos to do that all the time is, you know, it's, it's crazy behind the scenes. Whereas when we learn to let go of those systems that really just keep us in, in I don't want to say, but yeah, in bondage in our mind, we can accept help. We can get help to have the house cleaned. We can get help to have meals prepared. We can get help to organize things and, and prioritize and plan. You're absolutely right. And then we can go out there and do the extraordinary things like dance and paint and engineering and, and health mentoring and inspiration and talking on platforms and mindset coaches and transformational coaches and all the list of, you know, the long list of things that the extraordinary women with ADHD are doing. Mm-hmm. Like that. You know, one of the do- mindset differences I see with men, because men are be like, well, I don't want to, so I'm not going to. And he's perfectly fine with it. And he doesn't shame himself and he's fine. Or if he wants to do it, he does it. And I just want to. And, he does <laughs> yeah. it, and he's not apologetic and he doesn't care. And that's just the way it is. And that's just who men are. They're just like, yeah. they just, they just own it. 
They just, Correct. and they're willing to, you know, do things that fulfill them like play. You mm-hmm. notice football yeah. season. Yeah. It is unapologetic. The football game will be on 24 seven for whatever months of football yes. season. There is yes. no apology. There is Correct. no, they don't, they just do what they want to do. And we can adopt some of that because a lot of that is really good and really healthy in a lot of ways. <laughs> Sometimes not for everyone around you. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Cause we think about it. Chrissy, what is the equivalent for women for doing that? I can't think of one. I don't know if there is one. Uh, well, but play. This, we forget to play. Women forget to yeah, play. But, dancing, well, turn- yeah, but what is the equivalent of us doing that? What is the equivalent of us sitting down or taking like days of blocking out of our time where we do nothing else but just what we want to do? I, I don't know of any societally well, accepted one. Fall down around us. <laughs> We're not doing it. When, when we want... When we want to take a break to go have nails done or anything, it's called a spotty. And it seems to be something that we have to deliberately schedule into our self-care and as part of our mental health. We have to talk about it. We have to make it a thing. We have to have infographics on social media telling us to take time out for ourselves. I don't see men being told to take time out to watch the game. It's just Right? Oh, and this is the other, this is another thing they do. If they're, if, if you're home and they do the dishes, I did all the dishes. Look how wonderful I am. I'm just so amazing. I clean up after myself and I do all the dishes all the time. Okay, great. Except for when I'm like, when I'm being responsible for the house, you think you do the dishes when I'm, you know, when I'm in the kitchen, you do, no, you don't. So they have some kind of distortion in there. We did that. (laughs) We, you know, we're just, we're just willing to make sure it gets done, but. I tell my son the same thing. I say, well, it's it's not about what I do and it's not about what you do. It's about what we need to do inside of this house. We're the family. We're sharing responsibilities. That's how it goes. Are you going to give me a present every time I iron your clothes for school? Well, then, okay, well, maybe you should start giving me a present. Maybe you should start acknowledging all the things I do around here. (laughs) Or we can start doing what they do. Look, I just cooked all the dinner for everyone. And I mopped all the floors and I cleaned. And I took six calls today with my clients. And I made all the beds this morning. And I did three loads of laundry. And guess what? I also went grocery shopping and cleaned out the refrigerator. I'm so amazing. (laughs) I love it. I think I'm going to put that as a module in the program. (laughs) because that's exactly what they do walk around look I did my own laundry today well good for you (laughs) I did it every day for you for the last six months that's a phrase right that self-praise is no praise I debunked that uh you know at least a year ago for myself I said self-praise is probably the only praise I'm going to get so self-praise is absolutely praise and I'm going to do it for myself yeah, Kersha, you woke up today. Yeah, Kersha, you had breakfast. Yeah, Kersha, you got the child to school. Yeah, Kersha, the child is alive. Yeah, Kersha, you went to work. Yeah, Kersha, you helped your clients. Hello, self-praise is absolutely praise, and it's perfectly fine to do it. Yeah, we, we, we should debunk that whole mess. Mm-hmm. Debunked. <laughs> Officially debunked, and now we're going to self-praise. <laughs> if we had a hard day, but we're showing up, I showed up today. We get to praise that. Yeah. Instead oh, yeah. of looking at it like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm, you know, I'm not put together or whatever. Who cares? You showed up. Yeah. We are happy I, it's true. It was funny. I, I showed up on a call and I said, 
I said to the, I said to my, uh, one of my leaders, I said, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm rushing and I forgot to put on makeup today. And he said, oh, I didn't get a chance to put on makeup today because I came straight from dropping my son to school. And he said, well, you're on time and you're prepared. And guess what? I didn't put on makeup either. (laughs) (laughs) And we had such a laugh. Here am I. I mean, my brain is here. My brain is here and brilliant and ready to do engineering. I prepared. I had I had sent everything ahead of time for for review, and, and I'm present. Why am I apologizing for not putting makeup on? Where is that part of the job description? <laughs> you know, it, it's so true. And and when you know when women would show up on a call with me and they'd say, I don't want to come in video because I'm not dressed so well today. I just have uh, my hair is a mess. My lady, your hair, your present. There is no requirement for you to be made up unpolished for me to help you achieve balance with your wellness. That's not a requirement. So it comes back to what you're saying. We just need to stop apologizing for all the things that are not required for us to do. And celebrating ourselves more. Two things. Stop apologizing. Start celebrating. Yes. Self-praise. Self-praise is absolutely praise. Yes. And drink your water. And drink your water. (laughs) (laughs) And sleep. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's 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 it and, and take a walk and yes. write down in your journal at night yeah all things you can do in 10 minutes or less yeah i hope i hope you know i really do i really do think that signing up for dope hits will help because we'll get that dope that dopamine boost and it will help us to to get the motivation we need to keep doing great things yeah, yeah and i love your steps because they're so they are they're not overwhelming. I mean, obviously, you know who you're working with, you know who your people are, but we can still praise you for it because it, it, you know, when you say something and you're like, damn, and you just blow your own mind, this is one of those moments <laughs> where you can blow your own mind. Okay. But they, I appreciate those little things that you just, you know, like drink your water and just saying, you got to keep it there. You got to be aware of it. You got to choose it. You got to measure it. Those are little teeny tiny things that are not overwhelming that I can do to implement, to make my day better. And just hearing you talk about those things over the last couple of weeks, I have made sure and drink more water. I bought water specifically for that. And my daughter always makes fun of me. And she's like, how much water have you drank today? And I'll, I'll laugh. (laughs) She'll be I'll be like, well, I took my vitamins with water this morning, (laughs) you know? And so she's always making fun of me for not drinking water, but you've made it. You're doing it now. Those tiny little changes that start to make a difference. And I've been focusing on sleep because of your sleep schedule. Good. So, <laughs> well, know, I'm excited about this. You said, oh yeah, the sleep schedule, it's, it's, a, it's a small price, but it packs a big punch because that one change, just making progress with sleep alone is going to make everything else so much easier. Oh yeah. You love yourself. Love your brain. Love your Oh body. my gosh, I do. When I sleep so good, the next day I'm like, life is the most amazing thing ever. I love <laughs> life and I have energy and I just everything is great. And all you did was sleep, right? <laughs> How cool is that? Yeah, I, I, I love I love seeing the transformation, Christy. I um I, I don't have a word as yet for how I feel about it. I guess it's because I am overwhelmed by it. But I am, I'm so happy. Yes, I am. I'm happy to see you, to see you talking about 
yourself and your brain and loving your day and waking up excited. I'm happy to see that. I'm thrilled just by the simple changes because realistically speaking, we don't want to do the big things. We don't want to do 100 burpees. We don't. But we will absolutely take a sip of water. Yeah. Yes. We'll do that. So let's work with you our brain. There will never be a day in this lifetime where I will ever do a burpee. <laughs> ever. And I'm with you. <laughs> I don't have a desire. I don't care if it's expensive. The best exercise in the world. I'm not doing it. <laughs> and I make no apologies for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, wow. Thank you so much, Christy. Yes, thank you for being on here and doing this. I love you and appreciate you so much. And this was fun. And I think it's educational and people just, you know, learning something about themselves or something that will help them. And maybe there's somebody who hears this that's like, um, I think that's me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was what you said you were almost 40 and I was 36. Yeah. And it, I think of patterns that I saw when I was a yeah. teenager. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, now it all makes sense. That's what I'm hoping for from this episode for people that are listening to it. And that even if they just start drinking water or follow the sleep schedule, life will get better. It's true. And if if you're wondering if you have to have a diagnosis to work with me, no. Even if you suspect you have ADHD or you realize that you do have some traits and you're having trouble and you just want some inspiration and support to get consistent with your fitness and wellness habits, reach out. Let's chat. Let's see how we make it happen. Because we can make it happen. It's just like Chrissy said, it's not overwhelming at all. It's simple steps that will produce massive results. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited about this and about working with women to be extraordinary and balanced. I love it. And even the, the, it's the, yes, the steps are simple and it's doable and it's not overwhelming, but when you have somebody that gets you <laughs> and understands you, it's like you get to be, it's like acknowledgement on a whole nother level. It's just an okayness to be you. And then it's like, you can relax and be calm and you don't have to explain anything or it's literally somebody who understands you and has tools that will support you. It's a, it's a different level of support and feeling safe than you could ever experience and feeling safe that is a big part of it feeling safe you're absolutely sure that nobody's going to say to you just try harder or yeah we all have a little bit of adhd like you won't hear that here ever you won't hear those ableist triggering statements at all yeah because i get it <laughs> i completely get it yeah. all right well this was great and thank you all for listening And we will see you on the next one. Thanks again, Christy.